0: Wherever you are, God has blessed you where you are, but there is more, and His name is Jesus. You're listening to Wonder Lake Bible Church, building mature followers of Jesus Christ. Find us online at wlbiblechurch.org. Now, a message from one of our missionaries. What I'm going to do is, uh, as it says on the screen, I'm going to just touch on some high points over 17 years to give you just an idea of what we've been doing. And as Pastor Dan said, um, there are some things happened and I was able to teach and I came back and I said, you know, I really enjoyed this whole teaching thing instead of just Sunday school or a home Bible study. You know, and he, the pastor was very pastoral and he said, well, what are you talking to me for? Get out there, look for something. And very shortly thereafter, um, Gail found something, uh, and it just God worked it all together, and we ended up in, in Guatemala, and I really believe, and the way, we, the way we think about Wonder Lake Bible Church is you sent us, and so what I'm really showing you is 17 years of what you have been promoting and supporting and encouraging um, as missionaries, we learn to be very flexible. We wear many, many hats as you're, as you're about to see. And pictures just don't show up. 90% of what we do is in a classroom with students of missionaries. And it's just, what do you want to say? I could take a picture of you guys and it would be just as good. So I'm going to show you pictures of things that I can take pictures of. The, the, the picture on the left is Gail. Uh, two months before we left. So we were doing, she was doing Sparks, and I was doing, I don't even know what it's called anymore. I was doing the, the more of the junior and, and um, high school kinds of um, Awana Club program. And this is just a picture of her doing the awards night in May. And then on the right, the picture there, I hope you can see it, it's someone figured out how to get our prayer card, and then computer print that onto the cake. It was like, really, can I eat this? But yeah, it was right in the icing. It was very cool. So again, the church hosted a ministry party for us. It wasn't a, yeah, get out of here, go away. It was more like a ministry party because you were joining us in ministry, in missions, and sending us to Guatemala. So the next slide is where... uh, As you can see on the left, there I am with the shovel and the dirt and the wheelbarrow. And missionaries sometimes do their best teaching when they're not in a classroom. And so we have a service day. And on the other side of the screen, you have uh, my seventh graders. And the the date is going to be at the top. So I'm going every four years now. But we get the students out. Some students believe... Some students don't know how to use a broom. They don't know how to use uh, a shovel. And we're there to help this orphanage, right? And they don't know how, what, like the wheelbarrow deal. Um, so we teach them how to serve. And these are actually some of the most memorable times. Class, you do class every day, you kind of forget about cl- But service project, they remember the service projects. So next slide. This is 2013, and missionaries have private lives. We're not just in school 24-7, okay? Uh, we, have, we go to church, we go to Bible studies, and in this particular Bible study, a nice picture of Gail and I, where uh, the ladies invited the guys, and uh, you know we always have some great fellowship at these times. And uh, so another thing that missionaries do is they... Yes, we teach, but another ministry asked if I would teach Greek to the Ishil Mayans. And I said, wait a minute, I don't speak Ishil. Well, just do it in Spanish. What? I like, no hablo español, no bien. It's impossible. And they said, well, the Isheals speak Spanish as a second language, and Greg speaks Spanish as a second language. And just speak to them in Spanish. It'll be fine. It's, you know, we, everybody understands. But I'm going to be teaching them Greek. <laughs> so if you think that going on the mission field is stepping out of your comfort zone, you don't know what God may have in store for you. And my encouragement is just say, okay, God, you you prepared me for this, I'm going to give it a try. And if it don't work in six months, I know you still love me and I'll bail, but I will give it a try. And I did. And the, the students all passed. Everything was great. Um, next slide should be two, 2017. Um, the because of weather and, and circumstances, there's two ways in and out of our very, very large community in Guatemala. One of the ways was getting washed out, and out the four-lane way in became a two-lane way in and became, was becoming a one-way in, so they had to put a bridge over all of that. Well, if you don't, you don't understand traffic until you've been to Guatemala City. Three miles took 45 minutes to... to traverse we could walk in what was it 40 minutes 45 minutes we could beat traffic if we walked so our family came to guatemala and they walked the two miles up and around the canyon to get to school every and then we walked back and we family left but then we continued doing that for two years almost two two years it's it's two miles one way and then two miles back yes Yes. There wasn't any snow. There was no snow. St- and we, we had our shoes on. So we weren't barefoot. Yeah, well, Well, there is some uphill. We're going up the mountain. So we got that going for us, okay? And then now on the right, you know, these are students. They're high school students. And, you know, they like to have fun just like the adults do. And so what do you do when they take your phone? I could give them a detention, or you know, I could give them extra homework, or we could just take a selfie. So that's what we did, and we have a lot of fun with our students. You know, it's just like uh, Stephanie, are you a teacher? Um, You work in school, so you're around kids. So I bet if you want to find out what it's like, you can ask Stephanie, you don't have to ask the missionary, just ask the local teacher and they can tell you how things go in, in many schools around the world. This isn't just a missionary thing or a Guatemala thing, it's a school thing. And so we have a great relationship with our students and we now have a selfie of what we were doing back in 2017. So the next slide should be 2021. And teachers love to fellowship, okay? You need to have a Christian testimony to be a a teacher at this particular school. And we love the art teacher. Um, She's a wonderful individual. We all like Korean food. A third of our school is Korean, a third is Guatemalan, and a third is uh, North American. And so we found this wonderful uh, Korean restaurant and we just shared a meal and some fellowship. And so you can see... Uh, in the background, I left the sign in there. See, so It's genuine. This was a genuine Korean experience. And then on the right, and you don't have to go to Korea to have a genuine Korean experience, let me tell you. On the right, we have these spirit days. Now, if, if this was a spirit day, this would be a green day because I'm wearing a green shirt, okay? Or it could be I'm... I'm Uh, techno geek, because I'm wearing some technology stuff. Well, this is Tacky Tourist Day. And we've had 17 years of experience, and we know what tacky tourists are like. So we come in, and of course, uh, we help the class out by earning points because teachers are encouraged to indulge in these things and encourage students to participate. And so we, we do have a lot of fun. In our classes. And then the last slide, 2022, here is a picture of a, a, just a team. So it's not just the teachers, it's not just the students, it's not my class, it's just fellow teachers, friends, people. There's a school that uh, we've been supporting in Pachemolin. They're not, the last time I looked, Google doesn't even have them on the map. They are that remote. They're way up in the mountains. We're at 5,000 feet, and Gail, they're at 9,000 feet. They're up there. Okay, they're, they're up there. Um, and the government built them some cinder block buildings so that they could house their kids for school. They have lamina or corrugated tin roofs, and that's pretty much all the government did. Just they're out of sight, out of mind. So our executive secretary, uh, she grew up in that area, and her sister is a principal there. And so we have this connection. So we love to try and get out there uh, once or twice a year, and, and help them out. And so a team gets assembled, and it's just Christians getting together, and we go out and we help these people. Yeah, we, <laughs> they, they could use lots of help. Uh, and we're glad to do it, and they're glad to receive it, and God ministers to them just like he ministers to you, but he ministers to them where they are, and we minister to them where they are. And it's very important to remember that here in the United States, when you go to work, you minister to people where they are. If you visit people who are sick, you minister to them where they are. See, it's no different. You too could be a missionary. Yeah. And if you pray, maybe the church will help send you. The church can't bankroll you, but they can help send you. Yeah, remember that? Something about the, uh, you know, being put in that, that uncomfortable place, being pushed out of your comfort zone, something like that. Yeah, it can happen to you too. Uh, and I didn't become a missionary until I was 50. So next slide, um, I will show that identity, the key thing is gmalcheski at outlook.com. If you need to contact me or you want to contact me, you can. And um, the the thing that, is key for me, is if you send me an email, I will respond. If my email doesn't work, it's the only reason I wouldn't respond. I've always been able to respond within 24 hours. So if you need a missionary, I know I've gotten some some Awana clubbers who have needed to fill out some missionary kinds of things. We've we've always enjoyed uh, responding to those requests. So now what we're going to do is we're going to be, uh, what I'm, What I want to do now is just answer questions. I've gotten lots and lots of questions since we've been here. So I want to to go through those questions. And I'm just going to read from my sheet. So um, the slide master, you're just going to have to kind of follow along. Um, Why change? The smaller school has fewer students. And we only have three classes instead of four. And we don't have lots and lots of extra stuff to do. And um, we can't, I can't work. 65, 70 hours a week anymore. I'm looking for more like 45 nights and weekends off. I'm not working on Sundays. I want, I want Sunday as a day of rest. And why Mexico? We are not wealthy missionaries. <laughs> so going to Spain or Cambodia or Africa or even further south in South America, nah, we can't afford that, so... Um, <clears throat> Um, yeah, Mexico was closer to the States, and it actually turned out to be a great thing, as you'll see. Um, were there problems at CAG? Nope. Well, there's problems everywhere. Let me, don't let me fool you. It's a great school. Jesus Christ is honored, and uh, people are blessed. If you want a, a good education, go to CAG. You can get into Harvard if you want. We had a student just do that not too long ago. The real problem is with the accrediting agency, and there were just some things that we couldn't tolerate that they were requiring of the school. So we went to a school that is affiliated with the same agency, um, but they're not beholden to them. They're smaller, like I said, and um, we think we can do the same kinds of things, bless them in the same kinds of ways, with a little bit more opportunity for naps in the middle of the day. Um, When will the move happen? For me, it's June 1st, we started paying rent on our house June 1st, I'm, I'm done, I don't check my email, I'm, Dale is she's like, 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 she is, they're not letting her go, okay. Um, she handles the, the computer system, the information system, and she also helps with ordering and getting set up for the next year. And so she is still working with them to try and make sure they get all of, all of their equipment, making sure seniors get their transcripts. And did you know, teachers, there's always one or two. They just don't turn in their grades. Man, you would think missionary teachers would know better. Not always. So anyway, Gail gets to deal with all of that. I'm done. If they need my help, I don't know what they would need, but if they need my help, I'm more than happy to help out. Um, Did you ship your stuff from Guatemala to Mexico? Uh, No. Ten grand to, no matter whether we go by land or sea, it's ten grand, but you have to pay 12% tax, okay, then... Customs is going to bust apart everything. They're going to go, yeah, that one's going to cost you, and that one, they're going to, they're going to itemize everything and charge a customs fee. So we said, if it don't fit in a suitcase, it ain't going. Uh, and so we had to sell all the big stuff. Um, yeah, it was time for consternation and, and lots of prayer. Um, so on the next slide... Are you still with that same missionary? Someone asked me that question, and I said, well, it's still commissioned to every nation. We call them C-T-E-N. We just say C-10. Yes, we're still with C-10. And the way this works is we were C-10 missionaries serving CAG. Now we will be C-10 missionaries serving Puebla Christian School, or PCS. And what will you be doing Uh, The same thing we did in CAG, like I said, Um, I'll have American history 7 and 8, and the 7 and 8 is 7th and 8th grade, very small, so they combine classes, Bible 9 and 10, and British literature 11 and 12. Gale will have science 7 and 8, intro to computers, college and careers, and it's It's not locked down for her just yet. She can do so many things. The CAG needs to replace her. They want to replace her with like four or five individuals. So PCS is getting this gold miner trying to figure out, oh, what do we do? What has priority? So she's sort of up in the air uh, with some of this other stuff. So you'll hear more about that uh, as it happens. What's it like in Mexico? Well, we haven't been there for more than a week. We, we went from Guatemala to Mexico, dropped our stuff off day to day, went back. We went back to Mexico, we, and we paid first-class airfare for the first time. And it only cost like an extra 100 bucks. but we can't ship a container full of stuff. We have to bring all our stuff in suitcases. So we got two 70-pound bags, a 50-pound bag, our backpack, and a carry-on because we went first-class. <gasps> Thank you, God. And we did that twice, and we still have to do that in December. So, what's it like in Mexico? Um, You would think we're in in Central America, and we got this down, right? Wrong. When you go from Guatemala to Mexico, you have things like um, the government discourages used purchases. If... If there's, there's no, what are they, Salvation Army, Savers, what were some of the things that we went to, Gail? Um, goodwill, yeah. They don't exist. You have to buy new. The government feels it's better for the economy if everybody just buys new. Like, what? I So a family was moving back to South Korea, and one of our stops uh, in Mexico, we said, well, you know, do you have anything to sell? Because you can do that. Just a private, t- yeah, sure. Um, you can buy our sofa. You can buy our fruit. But we'll just give you the the kitchen table, and we'll give you some uh, desks to study on, some chairs, and what just because they were they just wanted to get out. So we bought a few things from. Them, but they just gave us a bunch of other stuff. So we're doing we're doing much much better. Um, Another thing that we we were able to experience that's very different, all the parking... Now, in Guatemala, all of the guards have guns, escopetas. They have shotguns. In Mexico, they have whistles. You go in the parking lot, and there's three or four guys out there, and they're, tweet, tweet, and and they'll help you back out, and they'll help you pull in. And you have to give them, when they're done, they're expecting two or three pesos, Okay, And they're watching your car while you were in there shopping. See, in Guatemala, something happens to your car. That guy with the guns, goes like, I'm watching the store. You go ahead and steal. We don't, we don't care. Not in Mexico. So there are definitely things. It, it is a little culture shock. Not nearly as bad as when we first started out. But there are definitely things that are different. So another next slide. Um, How expensive is it with the exchange rate in Guatemala? It was 7.6 to 1, so that means one dollar gets me almost eight quetzales. And a quetzales for them is like a dollar to you. That's how their economy works. That's their culture. Well, would you rather have a 20 to 1 exchange rate in Mexico or a 7 to 1 exchange rate in Guatemala? One dollar gets you 20 pesos. Oh, it's so much better, at least in terms of expenses. uh, I looked up McHenry County. The average rent in McHenry County for a three-bedroom establishment is uh, $1,585. I I lost my eye teeth on that one. Do you know we're paying in Mexico for a three-bedroom house that we're renting? Yard, you know, garage, the whole bit. About $330 a month. So we're leaving a situation where we had very low expenses in Guatemala and going to a place where now that we have to start paying utilities and things like that, all of that is less. I think it's going to about balance out. We're still going to be, we're not going to be forced to retire. So we're not going to retire. What needs do you have? We have a house with some basics. We still need, we need to stock the kitchen. We need some bedding, some small appliances, uh, things like that. Uh, School starts 17 August. And so we want to get back to Mexico and finish, you know, making the house a home. And then it would be nice to have a week to get ready for a new school situation. Um, Where will you live? Okay, you're going to have to, I'm going to have to turn around on you on this one. Sorry, because I need to point. Um on there's I I got this from Google Google Earth and you're looking straight at our house and so that uh, that gate is the entrance into our property and that's the way a lot a lot of Central America is you go by and it's like you're going through a cave you're going through corridors and you don't see houses but you can The city can be a dump, but you can go inside one of those gates, you can step in, and it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Well, that's going to be, it's going to be beautiful because that's our home. I can't show you much more than that because Google Earth can't, I don't want to show you a bird's eye view because that doesn't help either. So that's where we are. The next picture, everyone wants to know, everyone wanted to know, where's Guatemala? Come on, don't you, we're in Guatemala, you don't know where Guatemala is? Well, the arrow pointing down is Guatemala, and we're going not too far north to Mexico, okay, and the big circle is encompassing Mexico City, and the pin is where Puebla is. Now, Puebla is about two hours south of Mexico City. We can get on a cruise bus, a beautiful, nice cruise bus, um, I think it's 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 not expensive, and they can take us the two hours down to Puebla, and I also showed you I got enough just a little tip of the southern part of Texas, so you can see there's there's the U.S. there's Mexico and then Guatemala. Okay, so we're kind of getting closer to Grandsons, um, and that's the the nice thing about it. If you if you want to get a hold of us. I can get, there's no post office, so don't, if you want to come visit us, I will give you our address. I'd be happy to give you our address. If you want our address to, to do Google Earth and see where we are, I'm happy to do that. Um, I have a phone and it has a Mexican phone number, so that all changes. Probably won't be really helpful to have that until August when we can get full service. So go to the next slide you know, personally, what am I learning? Now, this is something that happened. I'm going to let you read that so I can quickly go over um, what it is I have to say. I'll try and do this in five minutes. But in, 2000, in 2018, I was in China, and my roommate got his phone out, and he did this podcast thing. And you want know what a podcast is? Well, I was like, and he would, he would have it on in the bathroom after he showered, he was playing it, like, what is this podcast thing? And it was the world and everything in it. And of course, we got World Magazine and we're connected. So I knew who they were, like, but what's this podcast? And finally, I broke down and I said, okay, fine. What's the name of the podcast? So I got the podcast. I come home. Now, I'm introduced to podcast, but don't really know anything about it. Remember, get out of your comfort zone, trying new things. Another missionary when I was in Guatemala said, Greg, there's this massively beautiful, wonderful Bible study. This guy is great. He's an Old Testament professor and he's making college and graduate uh, and seminary and graduate level stuff available for the guy in the pew, the gal in the pew. You've got to check this. It's the naked Bible Podcast. It's like oh, I got a podcast. Fine, I'll, I'll try it. I was hooked. And what uh, his name is Michael Heiser, and he wrote the Unseen Realm: Recovering the Supernatural Worldview of the Bible. And again, what is he's, he's not filtering things through creeds or denominations, or he just says, "What is the Bible?" And what is the context of the Bible? Can you have, like he would go to Simeon, and when Jesus was brought to the temple, Simeon gave this long oration, it was like right out of the Old Testament. Could you do that? If Jesus came here to Wonder Lake Bible Church, walked, or, well, Mary and Joseph walked in with Jesus, and you go like, oh, cute baby, that's not what Simeon did, okay? Okay. He wants you to have this Jew in your head so that when you read scriptures and you learn about Jesus, you can learn about it the way it was intended to be done. So um, I binge listened. That means I probably listened to three or four of these podcasts every week until I got caught up. And I have listened to every single one since then. I have gone over and reviewed some. I bought the book. I've read it twice, and I'm still thinking about it. And it's like, man, is this good stuff. Why didn't I get this 40 years ago? All right, on to the next one. Now we have the Bible Project. About two years ago, our school was using Bible Project videos in every chapel to introduce a book of the Bible. They're really cool. But maybe last year I found out that they have classrooms. Classrooms. And guess what? Tim Mackey, the guy who does this, gets together with Michael Heiser who did the naked Bible, and they went to the same school. So, you know, Heiser's emphasizing one aspect of, of learning about the Bible. Mackey is learning about a, a yet another aspect, and that's the one that I'm in right now. I was, I was actually going through one of his videos this morning. What I found out in this classroom, go on to the next one, is that I, if you... I, now, what did you call this? An academy, an institute? The Wonder Lake, Wonder Lake Bible Institute. Institute, institute. So I know you have the institute, and many of you, I'm not trying to cram something else down on you. Um, if you're doing that, that, you're fine. Okay, no problem. But if you need a home Bible study, or if you're tired of the pablum that comes out on some of these popular Bible studies, uh, if you would like some serious material... I can highly commend this. If you do, and what I did was I binged through it just to see what's going on. Now I'm going through each one individually and thinking and and very slowly going through it again. So it says, I'm encouraging you if you do this, create a log on it where remember where you are. You don't have to worry about that. Maybe there's a coworker. Okay, or a neighbor, someone in the neighborhood, introduce them to Jesus, and when they start asking, well, "How in the world do I find out more about Jesus?" Okay, because they're going to show you how the Bible's put together, how to understand who Jesus is, and how to learn about. You've been introduced, but now you want to learn more. Why not start from the beginning? Right? I wish I had this forty-five years ago. I guess God knew I was kind of thick-headed and it took 45 years to get here. Although we didn't have the internet back then, just so that you know. Um, if you do the introduction to the Hebrew Bible, what's nice about jo- doing Jonah next is that Mackie will go over everything you learned in, in the introduction for the first third or half and then you will have examples for how to start thinking like the. And you know why I say this? Because they... These PhDs, they say all this stuff. And it's like, oh, this is so great. I got this. I'm going to read the book of, let's say, Ruth or Jonah. It's like, I don't see it. I, I, I don't get it. Where is it? How come he gets it and I don't? It's something you have to work on, okay? If I tell my students, read a chapter a day. Young lady, how old are you? Thirteen? Okay. You, if you read a chapter a day, thank you, Um, if you read a chapter a day, every day for the rest of your life, did you know you could read your Bible about 22 times? Genesis one one to Revelation 22.21. Sounds pretty cool, don't it? If you want to do this stuff, if you're reading through your Bible, then this stuff begins to make even more sense. One of the things that... For many, many years, and I'm um, high, this is hyperbola, okay? But I, I tend to see things in black and white. And the problem is when you see the Bible in black and white, it was not written that way. So you're, you're doing this instead of doing this, okay? This is helping me figure out... When, if you had asked me even five years ago, can you prove that Jesus Christ is the Messiah from the Old Testament? Well, I can kind of, sort of, maybe not so much. It's all there. When Jesus said, the scriptures speak of me, the scriptures give you a pattern, and you keep finding these patterns laid over each other. And as these patterns are laid over each other and continue to repeat, It expands and informs and uh, gives us a fuller and fuller picture of who Messiah is. And when Messiah comes, it's like, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And of course, the New Testament is just talking about what Jesus did and said and how that impacts our lives. That's why the Bible is meaningful for us today. Okay? And... To me, this is exciting. I, I, I keep saying, you know, I kind of was hoping my, t- my 70 years would come and I, I, God would take me home. I want to read my Bible again. I don't want to go when I'm 70. It's like another mm, two and a half years. I want to read my Bible again. I'll start from Genesis 1.1 and go to Revelation 22.21 because, oh my goodness, there's so much there. Jesus is there to every book of the Bible. And I'm just learning this. And I've been a Christian for 45 years. I've got all this education. And I'm just getting it. I'm not saying anything about wherever you are, God has blessed you where you are. But there is more. There is more. And his name is Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for uh, the congregation's indulgence in sharing with me uh, who Jesus is and how to learn more about him, uh, methods and ways of going about that. And I just pray that with the life that you give us from now until you call us home, I pray that we would come to know a personal, loving, forgiving, restoring God. And I look forward to meeting Jesus in heaven and shaking his hand and looking in his eyes and just thanking him. So I I praise you for this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information about Wonder Lake Bible Church, visit wlbiblechurch.org.